0: Hello everyone and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 118. Today, we're going to be looking at how to discern God's speaking as opposed to just our own ideas or maybe somebody else's idea. How do we really know what is God's leading? You know, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow And yet, so many times, you know, I mean, you've probably said this yourself. I mean, I have. Uh, I don't know if I know what God's saying. I I don't know if I'm, I don't know what's God and what isn't God. And it's confusing, isn't it? I'm going to be looking at that this morning. You know, somebody uh, last week said to me, and I think it was because of this horrible war that's happening, plus the pandemic, it's like the question was, do you think that we're in the end times? I mean, do you think like things are winding down? And I, I get, I can see why that question came. You know, um, it's like, boy, what else can happen? You know, Jesus said, "You know, you're going to hear about wars, and you're going to hear of rumors of wars. Don't be alarmed," he said. Nation will rise against nation. There's going to be famines. There's going to be earthquakes. He said, these are the beginning of birth pains. Yeah. Matthew 24, that's from, you know, it's this whole idea that he sent his disciples, his students, and of course us. We live in alarming times. So did Jesus. So did the first listeners. They lived in alarming times. And I think that's maybe why Jesus spends a lot of time teaching on how to live in an insecure world. How do we navigate all of this? I mean, he experienced it. His disciples, their families later on. The first church. First church had a hard time. Uh, yeah, a lot of persecution for the first church. So today, listening to God, you know, the, the passage, it's really, um, we call it the transfiguration passage. Um, it's, here's the context though. It's really good. To, you have to really know the context before anything makes sense in the scripture. Just to sort of take a passage and look at it, Um People say, I don't know how you get what you get out of the scripture. Well, one of the things is you have to know what's gone on before and what's happening after. It has to be set in a context. And the context is is that about six days before this, what we call the transfiguration, it's really a sort of a visionary experience that the disciples have, What had happened was, before they have this wonderful kind of spiritual moment, Jesus takes them to the side and he tells them that his time with them is going to come to an end. He's not going to be with them forever. He's actually only with them for three years. But toward the end of the three years, he said, look, um, and this is sort of by way of preparation. I'm going to move toward Jerusalem, and, and, and when I get there, that I will suffer, and I will die, and I will be resurrected. Now, nobody ever, ever hears anything about that resurrection, because as soon as he starts to talk about his departure, as soon as he starts to talk about the cross, which is sort of like this idea of it's not going to be easy, I'm going to be suffering, I'm going to die, as soon as he starts down that road, the disciples always stop him in mid-sentence and say, no way, we can never let that happen to you. That would be the worst thing that, would ha- that could happen. We cannot let you die. I mean, from, for, from their perspective... If he ends up dying, or if he ends up dying on a cross for that matter, which was just a common way that criminals were killed or executed, as far as the students are concerned, it is the worst thing in the world. They've given everything to follow this one. They've only been with him three years. If he dies now, it's going to be the end of the story. That's their perspective. So six days ago, Jesus had tried to sort of prepare them for what's coming up ahead, but they block it, they deny it. They do what we do when we hear bad news sometimes. Sometimes when you hear bad news, it's like, it's, you just can't receive it. You just, you just cannot receive it. You can't feel anything, you can't receive anything, because it's like, I, can't, I don't know how to cope with this, so I'm not going to cope with it. So you kind of shut down. Have you had that experience? Yeah, denial is really common, right? So one day, this is the text. One day, Jesus is going up a mountain to pray, and he takes three of his closest students, Peter, James, and John. Peter ended up being the first leader. He's he's nicknamed The Rock. Not that he was particularly stable and rocky, but <laughs> but that's what Jesus called him. He says, you're the rock. I think he becomes rock-like later, but at this point in his life, he's not too rocky. He's a bit unstable. And the other two, James and John, Jesus had a nickname for them too. They were called the Sons of Thunder. So you can kind of tell by their personalities. So James and John, kind of bold, opinionated guys, right? If they're called the Sons of Thunder, you know exactly where you stand with men like that, don't you? James and John, Peter. Okay, these are the three. They're the only three that witness this kind of remarkable thing that's about to take place. They're going to see something that nobody else will see. Now, granted, they they don't initially understand what's going on, but later, when they reflect on it, I think it's going to make sense to them. And I think that happens to us too. Have you had that? You know, something happens to you and it doesn't really make any sense at the time. And then maybe a year, maybe years later, you look back and you think, yeah, it's maybe just as well that that happened and it worked out that way because here's the benefit of it. Yeah, that happens, doesn't it? Sometimes looking back, we see how something worked out ultimately to help us. But at the time, when it's happening, we it doesn't make a whole bunch of sense. Okay, so here's the story. Jesus took them up the mountain to pray. While he's praying, his face starts to shine and his clothes become dazzling white. It's like this vision. And then as he's there, Peter, James, and John watching this, all of a sudden they see two Ancient, long-dead prophets appear. It happens to be Elijah and Moses. And they talk to Jesus about his up-and-coming death. So there are this dazzling white light. And Peter is just astonished, of course. And when he when Peter sees that Elijah and Moses. Are finishing up their conversation and they're getting ready to leave, he attempts to keep them longer and so he blurts out uh, I, I could make tents for us and we could we could stay here. And actually the passage even tells us Peter said this because he didn't know what to say. Right? He did, He just thinks this is just remarkable and whatever it is, maybe we can extend it and, and uh, I'll make tense for you. It's just like this once-in-a-lifetime thing that happened. He wants to prolong it. You ever had a moment like that? He just wants to prolong it. He sees Jesus, this dazzling white, and we can actually call it transfiguration. It comes from the word... um, Metamorphosis. You know that remarkable thing that happens to the caterpillar in the cocoon? It turns into the butterfly. Something is happening in that cocoon, and then the cocoon splits, and then this amazing new thing emerges. It's almost like for a moment. They see Jesus in all his fullness. Imagine it's like this. Imagine, like, imagine that the, the cocoon is like the grave, the death of Christ. And then, and then imagine this, that the grave opens and you see the eternal Christ emerge. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's a vision. You can't really explain it, but it's pretty remarkable whatever happened. So it's like Peter and James and John, uh, they just, they're, they're just awestruck. Now, Peter didn't know what to say, right? So he says, let's build tents. So what happens next is a cloud descends, and the cloud is always, always, in the Old Testament, uh, a sign of the presence of God. So God speaks from the cloud just in case they miss the point, which everyone is still missing the point. Uh, the voice from the cloud says, listen, this is my son. Listen to him. It's like, Peter, you listening? James, John, are you listening? Actually, no, they weren't listening very well because several days ago, Jesus had tried to talk to them about his departure and they wouldn't listen at all. So this is their learning curve. They have a lot of trouble receiving information that they don't want to hear so I think that this whole idea I think listening to the right voice the right inner guidance is one of the most important spiritual lessons the scripture emphasizes because most of us like Peter and James and John we have a lot we have trouble hearing we have trouble hearing um you know, this last couple of years, I think during the pandemic, more than any other time, I have been paying attention to my inner chatter more. You know how we all have this continual dialogue that's going on inside us? Um, I think it's very important to learn, to discern that inner chatter. What is God and what is not, what is true and what is not. I think that we make listening to God more complicated than it is. I think it's simply the ability to pay attention to the inner chatter that's going on all the time and discerning what is helpful and good and what is not. If it's helpful and good and true, it's from the Spirit of God. If it's discouraging and anxious, and fear-based, it is not God. It's a simple way to discern how God is leading. And it's something that I feel this last couple of years, I've done it more than any other time, because uh, during this last couple of years, anytime I begin to get discouraged about the future, or this could happen, or that could happen, or what if things don't change or any time I get this sense that you know I'm getting discouraged or I'm getting depleted or whatever it is that's sort of negative I can stop myself it's like nah that's that's not Christ's voice that's something else the voice from the cloud says listen to him so Necessary to learn how to discern what voice you're listening to. Yeah, because we all have this. All the time, we have this constant internal chatter and it's not all good. I mean, Peter got off track because he was listening to his fear. I mean, that's what happened to him. It's like when Jesus told him about... Uh, his up-and-coming death and resurrection, he couldn't even hear resurrection because he was so focused on the loss. He never even heard the whole story. That's how close he was. He couldn't even hear the whole story because he was so focused on what potentially he was going to lose. Actually, he wasn't going to lose anything was actually going to... Well, he was going to lose something. But he was going to gain more than he could ever imagine. Listening to the wrong voice leads us astray. It gets us off track. Recognising that we're off track helps us get back on track. You know, I think many times we need to get a bit peace and quiet before we can hear clearly, especially if you're around people that are very opinionated. If you have a family situation or a partner or friends that are very opinionated and they're not shy about giving you an opinion, sometimes you need to step away from all of that so that you can figure out how God is leading you. Because just because God's leading a strong personality in a particular way doesn't necessarily mean that's you leading, right? So a lot of the time we need a little bit of space before we can hear. But once you start to pay attention, you know, if that voice is discouraging, if the inner chatter is depleting, it's like, no, no, no. That's not God. That's not God. Apostle Paul said it another way. The Apostle Paul said, whatever is good and lovely, dwell on these things. What are you dwelling upon? Whatever is good and true and lovely. I think this is from Philippians. Whatever is good and true, dwell upon these things. Think about these things. Chatter about these things. And then he finishes off the line with, and then the peace of God that passes all understanding will come upon you. See, peace and inner chatter are totally connected together. You have no peace. You're all upset on the inside. You're all worried. You're all fearful. Yeah, it's because it's what we're telling ourselves. Yeah. We're not listening to what is good and true, ultimately what is good, ultimately what is true, ultimately what is lovely. Yeah. There's the prayer. There's the heart cry. God, help us. Help us just pay attention to what we're telling ourselves, to what others are telling us, Help us to listen to your still, small voice. Thank you for joining me. You have been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.